Hi guys, we're Proverbs 31 Mamas, or at least we're trying to be. Tune in with your hosts, Jenny and Rachel, every Thursday for new episodes of the Proverbs 31 Mamas podcast, where we'll talk faith, marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Proverbs 31 Mamas. Um, Today is super exciting. We're kind of diving into the good stuff. It feels a little bit more like a, I don't know, like a virtual Bible study almost. Um, So today is the first part of our, what we're calling the Virtues series, which is essentially the 10 virtues of the Proverbs 31 woman where each episode we're going to talk about one of these virtues and we're going to look at the bible we're going to look at some examples in the bible we're going to kind of relate it to real life um and approach it in a hopefully a very relatable way um we're really excited about this um jenny is so much more prepared than i am she took way better notes than I did but well it's we it's gonna be it's gonna be good (laughs) I don't know about way better notes but um I do have some notes uh I will admit that my toddler got a hold of them today may have scribbled on them a little bit but it's fine I can still read everything so just being completely honest (laughs) I feel like honesty is a virtue so True. If I'm going to speak my truth, uh, my notes also look like a toddler got a hold of them, but that's because I took them about five minutes ago <laughs> on a piece of construction paper with a pencil I found in my husband's tool bag that has been sharpened with a utility blade, so it's not really fair to even call it a pencil. <laughs> so it looks like a toddler made it. So we've got that in common. This is I great. mean, it's just like what they would use like in the caveman days. I would imagine, you know, scratching out the rocks or something. That would Authenticity. Know? Yep. Yeah. We're going for authenticity here. <laughs> yeah, so our and with this series, with this, you know, all of the um, you know, the faith, we're gonna be talking about uh motherhood, marriage, all the things. Um, we are gonna have a couple special guests that we already have lined up. So that's just something to look forward to in the weeks to come. Um Yes. Yeah, so very excited about that. Uh but today we're starting off with faith. So we just are jumping right in. Yes. Um, so the virtue that we are, if I'm going to quote it, is um, the first virtue of the, of the Proverbs 31 woman is faith. Um, she loves Jesus. She being the Proverbs 31 woman, which, you know, that in itself is a whole probably other episode. Um, sure. She sure. loves Jesus with all of her heart. This is the foundation for all of her good works. And I guess to preface this, the Proverbs 31 woman, if it's something that we, I think, should all strive to be. I think it's a lifetime of trying to get there and we won't <laughs> ever really be the perfect one. But dang, we sure are trying. And, and that's that's the whole point of this pod. Like this that's what, what we're doing here is that like we're we're really trying. Um, to live our life's lives 
we um, are yes trying we are trying to live our best life as well as we can um we the way never, god intended <laughs> absolutely never doing it perfectly that's that is that is impossible but nothing is impossible with god so he can do it all it's to his glory we're just humans trying to get by thankful that he loves us and we're doing the best we can but it's good to have a standard we need to have these standards in life right agreed it's something that we should all try to measure ourselves to yes that's it we're not we're never going to be perfect no one's perfect besides jesus but i think this kind of keeps us accountable for being the best women that we can be Absolutely. Um, And just to quote our friend Don Nelson, we're going to call it righteous standards. Because I love that. I think the way that she explained that just righteous standards, these are what we're, you know, we're trying to do. I can do it perfectly, but we'll certainly try. So I love that too. Yeah. So with that being said, I we should probably just jump right in. Um, Let's do it. I'm feeling that we should probably say hebrews 11 verse 1 now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen now what does that mean to me i think it's taking god at his word knowing that he will not fail when i will we know that he is the beginning He is the end. He is the alpha, the omega. He is our constant when we are even on rocky ground and he does not leave us. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) That sound okay? I think that, yes. I think that first of all, the entire um, Hebrews 11, like almost the entire, well, I think it is the entire um, chapter 11. Yeah. um, In the book of Hebrews, it's, it's just so many prime examples of, faithfulness um and putting that trust in god i it's like the ultimate trust fall for sure yeah um it's your but instead of like falling into a group of people to catch you it's your entire life you're putting it into the hands of god i love that which is a big thing and and shouldn't be taken lightly no i think um because i mean how many times you know i mean in just anybody's life does I mean, does anything happen and you think, ah, I got this, you know, I, it's, I have a plan. It's going to go right. You know, uh, we're going to do it this way. And then it doesn't end up this way. It's always God's way. I, that always just makes me think of um, the, I love this song, uh, Thomas Rhett, Life Changes. Or, oh, I think is that- where he says you make your plans and you hear god laughing yes yeah he's like oh Um, sure right none of this is is going according to our plans it's all according to his plan even when we feel like it's going according to our plan it's 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 really god (laughs) absolutely we try to to try to control things as much as i think our human you know mind and hearts you know deep down we want to have some control because it makes us feel somewhat I hate to use the word safe but I I guess like in in, at least in my mind does that make sense 
It does. Secure or even security, powerful. Security. I don't know if powerful is another, like, if you're in control of the situation, then you're, there's a sense of power that comes with that, which can be dangerous, I think, yes. in certain circumstances. Um, I completely, I just completely lost my train of thought. Well, that's okay. Why don't, while you're getting your train of thought back... <laughs> Why don't I tell these lovely people a little bit about Sarah and Abraham? Do you think that that would be good? I think it's one of the best examples we can use. Yeah, I think this is very real. I mean, somewhat realistic. I mean, I think a lot of especially women can maybe, you know, understand maybe where she's coming from. But let's let's just dive into what what happened with Sarah and Abraham, shall we? So Michelle. Cliff Notes, God promised... Sarah and Abraham, a great nation, through them, mind you, okay? Sarah could not conceive. I mean, they waited a very, 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 very long time. I mean, they were old guys, and there was no babies. And Sarah was starting to feel pretty darn impatient. I'm sure that she was just feeling hurt and all of, I mean, all of the things, you know? I mean, she's waiting for this baby. Um, And even though in Genesis 19, they were promised a son um, named Isaac. So they, you know, deep down, she knew, but her heart was weary. So comes in Hagar, who was an Egyptian slave to Sarah, mind you. And basically what happened was Sarah wanted Hagar to be their surrogate if you will, um, kind of a concubine wife. Um, and during that time, it wasn't really necessarily strange, you know, to have more than one wife or to kind of have that concubine wife or a surrogate. So I would imagine that in her mind, Sarah was thinking, well, this, this is it. I mean, this is how, you know, this is what's going to happen, right? Like this has got to be the only way. And so Hagar does end up having a son and, his name is Ishmael. But can you like, ima- I mean, can you imagine all the feelings that must be circulating after that? I mean, that's like a lot. Yeah. And I think part of that, I feel like, is still very relatable for a lot of women. Yes, I think so. But here's the kicker. Surprise when Abraham, I mean, get this, when Abraham was 99 years old, three men came to him and said Sarah would be pregnant. And so she's like overhearing this and she's just laughing because sure, right. Like you're how old, like all of this happened. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like you can't have a baby at this age. Right. Well, sure enough, nine months later, there comes Isaac. And I mean, you think about that. And it's so easy to say, oh, come on, Sarah, you just had to wait. You just had to wait. You just had to trust God. You had to put your faith in him, right? But even though her faith was shaky and Sarah was sinful, just like all of us are, you know, God had Sarah's life in his hands and he redeemed her faith. Yeah, and I think I I picked up my train of thought um, sort of along the way while you were doing this for I think 
for someone like for my own personal account, I struggle not as much now. I've I've come a long way, but I've struggled for most of my life with anxiety and with not being in control of the situation or not knowing what's going to happen and trying mm-hmm. to run every worst or best case scenario through my head so that in my mind I can like prepare myself for any possible outcome and that is hard it is exhausting it is so mentally taxing and at the end of the day you just can't you can't know every possible outcome for every possible situation and since and in it was hard I don't want to say it was hard but to be able to relinquish that control a little bit since I've grown in my faith and in this like spiritual journey that I'm on, um, I have noticed that it is a lot easier for me to accept that. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm not in control of it. I'm just, right. I'm along for the ride. Um, I'm on this path. Um, and it's not, up to me and and there are some choices that I can make that I am in control of my choices but ultimately the direction that my life goes in and the outcome of the circumstance like the situations that I find myself in it's ultimately up to God and there's so much relief that comes from that like aha moment and being able to like relinquish that control a little bit it just lifts so much weight off to be able to just put your faith and your trust in God. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm really happy that you are feeling better about that. I mean, it's always, it's always a journey, you know, it's never, you just snap your fingers and everything's a okay. And, you know, you have completely unshakable faith, but I think, also, because I can relate to that, I, I definitely, I will say now I am a lot different than what I used to be, but there's always been, you know, situations in my life where I would just kind of have that like pure panic feeling. And my first thought wasn't necessarily to, okay, God, what do I, you know, what's, what are we going to do? What is, you know, what are you going to do? Like it's in your control. And I look back and I think, what if I would have laid it at his feet? How, you know, how would that have been different? Would I have had a piece that I didn't have because I was too worried trying to fix everything on my own? And I think it would have been. I think even when it came to all of my dad's health issues and things like that, you know, I, I have to ask myself, well, why was he is so much more peaceful when he's the one going through all this than I am? And I think that was a big turning point in my life because I could see how much faith he had. And that really did give him that peace that surpasses all understanding. And when you see that, it's kind of hard to deny. And I knew that that came from, you know, genuine faith. But the question was, well, how do you, how the heck do you get that? Right. You know, how do you, um, (laughs) I guess, how do you take your emotions and try to differentiate them because your emotions, what did we say? Our emotions are, I mean, they are not always very good. <laughs> Our thoughts are not always trustworthy whatsoever. 
No, if my emotions were a compass, the needle would just be spinning around all the time. Right. It wouldn't point so, in so any specific direction. Right. No, I, w- I would not. I should not trust my emotions solely. I should not solely rely on my emotions to point me in the right direction of anything because they are a mess. And I, I sometimes I feel like Satan gets in there, tries to get in there and oh, yeah. overpower them and throw emotions in there that aren't serving yeah. me or serving God. Um, and I that, wonder, do you think that, that some of, do you think that some of that comes with age and like wisdom and maturity? Like, is that something like, I think so. I think that's fair I, to say. I mean, I, 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 I would, I think that, I mean, too, depending on where you are in your life, you know, and your walk with God, um, and I'm not saying that, you know, you need to know. I mean, nobody's going to know every last thing in the Bible. Now, should we should we get in the Word every day? Yes, we should. We should. We, we need that. I think being in the Word and reading, you know, just because you learn more. Every time that you open your Bible and you start reading, you're going to catch things that you didn't catch before. Or you're going to, you know, understand something or have that, you know, moment that you talk about where you're like, oh, Yes, that's what it means, you know, so I think as you grow in your faith, things, you know, do become, I don't know, I hate to say easier, but maybe, I mean, maybe they become easier. And I think that, you know, just age and as you like have these, you know, different life experiences, I think it all kind of rolls into one and like seeing yourself, you know, like, well, God was there when that happened, but I didn't realize that, but he was like, he was always there through these moments hindsight is such a powerful thing i we talked about that um today in uh bible study at church which is every wednesday um right now hindsight is such a it's such a good it can be such a good thing or a bad thing but you look back and some it's it seems so much easier so often to look back and be like oh that was god he did come through just not maybe not in the way that i thought Yes. Or, you know, this, this prayer, this thing that I was praying for, it was an unanswered prayer. It didn't happen, but something else happened instead. And when you're in it, it can be hard to see it that way. Um, yes. <clears throat> kind of like, that. I, I hate to keep talking about country songs, but there is a song <laughs> called unanswered prayers. I just had, sorry. I had just had to throw that in there, but yeah, that it's true. And sometimes they're better, but please go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Not all country music is like my woman left me, my dog ran away, and my <laughs> truck won't start. Like some of them are actually good, so I, there's some merit to that to to yeah. give yourself some credit. Um, on the topic of like anxiety and and faith and how those things can help, like how your faith can help with anxiety. So I want to take a minute. Um, I don't have a ton of notes, but I do have a book. That I want to mention in case there's anyone listening that's like me that struggles with anxiety, especially if you're having like physical symptoms of anxiety where you're feeling like you're having panic attacks and you need to find a way to work through them. So I have this book. Yeah, I've been here. Yeah. Uh, Same Z's. 
It's called Breath as Prayer. Calm your anxiety, focus your mind, and renew your soul. And it is by Jennifer Tucker. And this, I bought this on a whim at Target. It happened to catch my eye, and I was like, you know what? This seems crazy, but crazy enough that it might work. And it has been amazing. I brought this book to the hospital when Tim had his back surgery. I sat there and I read through this and I don't know what I would have done without it. Um, because it was just me in the waiting room. Like I, you know, at the time, like it, that's just, it was just me waiting for him to get out of surgery. So what this book does, this is a really cool book. It goes through, um, the concept of like deep breathing exercises but it's tied into prayers. So if you're not familiar with deep breathing exercises, there's different ways that you can do them. You count your breathing. Um, you're pretty much breathing in through your nose, like smelling the flowers, breathing out through your mouth, like blowing out the birthday candles. But this book guides you through different situations, um, different prayers, different Bible passages. So you would like inhale and you would say, you know, for example, you'd inhale and say, on the inhale, you'd say to yourself, the Lord is my shepherd. And on the exhale, you would say, I have all that I need. And it goes through so many different circumstances. This book is amazing. And I will um, post on our social media, both of our, our Instagram and our Facebook, I'll post a link to the book if, if anyone's interested, because it's been so helpful. There's prayers of trust, prayers of surrender, prayers of help. Prayers of presence, of strength, gratitude, repentance, protection. There's so many different types of prayers in this book. But one of the ones that I wanted to kind of highlight while we're talking about this is, um, it. I mean, the, the verse that it's talking about is 2 Corinthians 5, um, 7. It's, for we live by faith, not by sight. And it says something that really hits home. Right in the first, right in the beginning, it says... More is happening than you can see. Living by faith means trusting that all the pieces are working together, even if you can't see the whole picture yet. And like, Mm -hmm. man, that hits home. I don't know. And and the breath prayer for that is on the inhale, it's help me live by faith. And on the exhale, it's and not by sight. And, And that's just something like when you're feeling anxious you can just sit there quietly and like calm your breathing it calms your nervous system and it you're like and you're speaking to god at the same time which i just think is such a cool concept oh yeah for sure and that's that's what i that's where i'm at in life right now is just you know trusting that all of the pieces really are working together even if I don't understand how or why or what the big picture is going to look like it's just knowing that all of the things that are happening whether they feel good or bad they're all part of a bigger picture that I may understand someday or I may not it's it's all up to him right because our hope is in him you know and our trust is in him And I think, I think one of the hardest things, and it's one of those that I feel like you have to talk about is, so what happens when, you know, something really goes wrong, right? 
when you're really down in those trenches or you go through a really difficult situation because that's when, you know, (laughs) that's when your um, faith is very much tested, isn't it? Yes. And that's something that will happen to all of us at some point. Sometimes it feels like it happens to some of us more than others, but I mean, if we all went through, I think it someone said in one of the Tabernacle podcasts, if everyone went through their hard at the same time, there would be no one to pull us each other out of it. Absolutely. Um, it's something that every single one of us has already experienced, will experience again, and will continue to experience is when things go wrong, when things get yes. bad, when the crap hits the fan. Yes. Um, and I think no, this is just, you know, personally, I've tried my own way to, you know, in the past to make things better. That did not work. <laughs> um, so I have learned and now I'm still a work in progress, right? It doesn't mean that I don't ever panic or I don't whatever, or I don't ever worry because I do, but I am at a place where I have definitely learned that if I lay it (laughs) lay it at jesus's feet that's going to be 100 percent in the better direction than my worrying can ever do because you know what do they say worrying doesn't add one second to your life and it doesn't it really truly does not and if we you know dwell on things that are not in our control again it's going to steal all of our happiness and I truly think, I mean, I mean, that's the enemy that, you know, is Satan trying to weasel his way in to, you know, our, our faith. Just, I mean, because he wants us to not be close to God. He wants to try to separate us so that we can be clouded. But I think that if we can try to remember, okay, I'm putting it in God's hands and not my own. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna try not to listen to myself. I'm gonna like make that shift and give it to God and remember what like his promises are. I think, you know, kind of the, the truth will set you free. You know, John eight thirty two, right? Um, your praise is the doorway to your kingdom. That is a direct quote from Heidi Lee Anderson. P.S. It's going to be good. That's <laughs> also my favorite book. I've talked about that a couple times, but um, I mean, but isn't it true? Your praise is the doorway to your freedom. Definitely. And to again, to reiterate, like we, I know you and you know me, we are not by any means just like spending every day frolicking through fields of flowers without a care in the world. No. <laughs> like, no, we, we are real people with real emotions and real lives and real circumstances and like things get heavy and we do stress about things like we're not sitting here saying oh like we don't worry about a thing because we it's all like no no that's it but it's it's finding a balance um right between things obviously there's things that you do need to prioritize and like maybe worry about a little bit but then some things it's about knowing when to um as Emily and I say, yeet it to Jesus. Just yeet. Just throw it yeah. to Jesus. Um, and it's not like I'm 
living in a world where I'm just like, let go and let God about everything. And I just don't care about anything like that. That's not it. Um, it's, it's, I think it's finding a balance. Yes. And saying, you know, I've, you know, and especially I think when you, you know, and you have to, you know, try to, you know, like what we talked about today in, in Bible study and women's Bible study about, you know, trying to figure out what is God trying, you know, to tell us when, you know, how do we know this is not just us saying, yeah, that's a great idea. I love that for me. I'm going to do that. Or is it God, you know, is it a God thing saying, I like, you need to say yes to this and you need to, you know, go on and get it, get it moving and do it. Um, because fear, like fear really tries to like weasel its way in and mess up the old faith. Yes. Um, and it's that let your faith be bigger than your fear. Right. Because I think at the end of the day, you know, when like at the end of the day, what, you know, what more can you do, but, you know, to give it to Jesus doesn't mean that you're not going to have any feelings about it whatsoever. Because I think that, you know, even you and I, I mean, we talk multiple times a day, you know, we have, um, our close friends that we talk to probably multiple times a day. Right. And Mm -hmm. we're talking about all sorts of things. And, um, there's things that scare us. There's things that we're fearful of, you know, there's things that we're praising. There's things that we're trying to get through, but we also, I think have come to a place where we say, well, we got to give this to Jesus though, because we can try our best, but he's the one, like he gets us through. Right. It's the ultimate, um, like damage control. (laughs) I'm picturing it as like, life is messy. I'm picturing it as like a playroom that is just full of toys. Like you can't even walk in it because there's toys everywhere and you're stepping on Legos and you're getting really mad and God is the storage organizer thing. You know what yes. I'm talking about? I do. I have a lot of those. Mm-hmm. And so you like compart- kind of compartmentalize and like give those thing like figure out what goes in your bins and what goes in God's bins. If that ma- that's what I'm picturing right now. Like I don't I don't know if that makes sense, but that's just what I'm thinking of maybe it's because my playroom is a mess but <laughs> maybe um <laughs> could be maybe it's a maybe it's a metaphor that word I don't know maybe if, maybe it works maybe it makes yeah. sense makes sense in my head <laughs> right and I do I, ju- I just keep going back to the truth will set you free the truth will set you free um and I think probably because I think that part of faith is being honest with you know like just being able to talk to God whenever you want to, you know, talk to him in the car, talk to him when you're laying in bed, talk to him in your head when you're brushing your teeth, when you're, you know, when you're singing in the car to like a worship song or something like all of that is you're connecting with God. And I think trying to have, you know, a good relationship with God, I think, and again, getting in, you know, 
trying to get up in the morning, maybe get up a half hour earlier if you can, 10 minutes earlier, if you have like really little kids, 10 minutes earlier, or even just laying in bed and saying, okay, I'm going to do, I'm just going to start my day off with Jesus, like just talking to him and being completely honest, you know, saying, hey, this is how I'm feeling today. You know, I can't get through it without you. I know you know what's best. I do not. And, you know, your will will be done whether I quite like it or not. (laughs) But, like, how can I feel, you know, getting to say, okay, well, how am I going to be at peace with this? Because you, like, we know how everything ends. and We know that he wins. And we know the ending to this entire story. So it's like, man, how do we, you know, okay, how do we find that peace and have that faith that will, I mean, change, you know, change our life. Not perfectly whatsoever, but it will be so much better. I'm a huge fan of those morning conversations with God. I think if that's not something that you're already doing, I think you should do it. I definitely recommend it. It's something that I started trying to do on my own. And it's also something that um, to kind of keep, us organized in the morning I've written out a schedule that's on our refrigerator when we're getting ready for the school day and everything and the first thing I have on Mason's schedule is wake up and pray about the day um yeah he's been having sort of a tough time with big feelings and everything at school and that's a whole other thing but um one of the ways I'm trying to tackle that is that we just pray about the day like we pray for the kind of day that we want to have we pray that we are guided to make good choices and to make the kind of choices that God wants us to make and all these things. And what I'm trying to do is because I am a cracked pot, a flawed individual. I, and you know, I'm a millennial living in the 21st century. One of my first instincts when I wake up in the morning has been for the longest time, roll over, look at the time and then unlock my phone and just scroll like, Mm-hmm. And that's horrible. And I'm not proud of that. But like, that's, that's where that's where I was. That's where we are. Like, so what I've been trying to do is before I even look at the time before I well, sometimes I look at the time, at least because like, I have to know what you know, but <laughs> I have a conversation with God before I even like touch my phone in the morning because that's more important that's way more important that conversation is more important than anything that's going on in my newsfeed or any anything um so that's something i've been trying to do is replace that instant like reaction to grab my screen in the morning and replace it with god so if if you're not having those morning talks with like you you should you should try it yeah absolutely And I think too, like, you know, kind of asking yourself, okay, so what can I do, you know, to grow my faith or what can I do? um, Well, I mean, yeah, what can I do to grow my faith? I think an amazing thing to be is either get into a small group of some kind, you know, like make your own. Maybe you want to have some friends over on, you know, a couple times, you know, a month maybe Friday nights, do dinner, um, do a Bible study together, like get all of your families together, you know, with their kids, like make it fun and, you know, get into the word and okay, now I kind of want to do that because that sounds so fun, but, (laughs) um, you know, do that or get into a local Bible study, 
ask your girlfriends or your guy friends to, you know, do a small group with you or just go to a larger, like how we do when we go to Bible study and you break up into these smaller groups and, you know, you can ask questions, you can, you know, be honest there and you're going to be, you know, learning things and you're going to have other people's, you know, kind of opinions and how they see things. And I mean, that alone, I think helps you with knowledge And I think also like being, you know, with people that are believers can maybe give you a little bit more, I don't know, confidence to try to, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And then so hopefully, you know, when you're out in the world, living your life, you know, hopefully we can reach people that maybe don't have faith maybe that doesn't know God doesn't know what Jesus did for them and like how can we you know take that and be like this is awesome like this is you know I want to live out this faith because of what Jesus did for me I you know I want to do this to the best of my ability you know with with God's help because he he is doing it we're just uh we're along for the ride I agree. Meeting in groups, no matter whether it's a small group or a big group, or if it's a bunch of people that you know and love, or if it's people that you've never met before, there's so much benefit that comes from that. Like, and I know I'm the person at the table at Bible study that I'm, I'm usually very quiet. Um, I'm still struggling with like, what do I actually have to contribute to this conversation, which is because of my just general lack of biblical knowledge i'm what i call a bible noob i'm still very early on in this this whole journey i mean we just started going to church six months a little over six months ago um and it's not that i have no idea about anything like i I have a very very slim religious background we've talked about that already but um i'm sitting quietly at the table but i am just in like what i'm calling sponge mode where i am just soaking in as much as I can. And then I think there's something so powerful about meeting with different people who have been through different journeys and different walks of life, different paths than you and how they, you know, you hear testimonies, you hear stories from people in your groups that have been through some really, really challenging times, some, some situations where their faith, you know, where anyone's faith would be shaken and they come through it not only keeping their faith, but sometimes they come out of it strong with a stronger faith and a stronger relationship with God. And that's so inspirational. There's so much, I think that can be learned from sharing those experiences with people in a safe, comfortable setting and learning from them too. You see different perspectives and you're like, sometimes it makes your mountains feel like molehills and you're like, okay, well maybe like, things aren't as bad as they could. It, it just, it offers a lot of perspective and it's helped me a lot. So I think there's definitely a lot of truth to meeting in groups, Bible studies, or, you know, doing devotionals with your kids or whatever. Those are all such great ways to grow your faith. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, I think when, you know, just, and also I think trying to remember the gospel, you know, the, and the hope that we have, I mean, salvation, right? Um, I mean, trying to like work those anxieties out through salvation alone, I think just thinking like, okay, like, well, no matter what, like, I do know, I do know, like the end, I do know, like Sunday is coming, right? You know, good Sunday is coming. And right. Um, I think that that's, you know, it's, it's, it's something, it's something good to have in the back of your mind. And I mean, even like thinking of Romans eight twenty eight, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to to his purpose for them and I know and we will see right like we will and someday we will understand it if we don't know yes um that's understanding is such a (laughs) um I know we talked about like favorite uh bible verses prior to this like in our in our preparations for this episode and mine is i think one of my absolute favorite ones is proverbs um three five trust in the lord with all your heart do not depend on your own understanding um Mm -hmm. because our understanding is nowhere near great enough in the grand scheme of things no it's not. It's really not. <laughs> so if you could like give, you know, a little advice to our listeners about like, how can you walk in faith or what do you, you know, what do you do personally to try to say, okay, like God loves me. I can get through this with God. Like how, how would you like explain that to the listeners? I think. No, I don't remember any. Real specifics of the the conversation. Um, But I, so first of all, I reached sort of reached a point, I think with my mental health a couple years ago where I was like I've tried everything to fix these problems but none of it I mean it it worked in a basic sense but it never really felt fulfilling so then when it came to the idea of opening my mind to you know the idea of attending church and and opening my heart to Jesus I was at a like what do I have to like that? There's no way that that's going to make any of this worse. It could only make it better from this point. And it has. Um, And I saw a conversation on Instagram. It was in the comment section of an Instagram. It was something, I don't remember the post. I don't remember like the context, but it was one of those things where like, it was a very heated comment section. And I was just doing that thing where I'm like reading through it, like sipping my tea, like, Oh, um, and it it was a it was a debate about faith. It was just like a whole comment section of believers and non-believers, and they were everyone was just generally being pretty unkind. And um, someone, I I think it came from the perspective of a non-believer. Now this isn't my 
perspective. This is the perspective of a comment from a comment section somewhere on Instagram a couple weeks ago. And it was talking about statistically Christians are just generally like happier people and they have less anxiety than like non non-believers. Um, and, and the person, the argument even coming from a non-believer was that even if, um, like, even if the people who believe in God and the people who follow the, like, even if we die and and we go to, and there's none of that at the end of it, what do they have to lose? Like, they, they've lived their life at peace with a relationship with God and whether or not that turns out to be true or not, what have they lost? Like they, they've got nothing but like, they can only gain from that because they're living a more peaceful life. They, and, and I was like, that was, a I don't know if that, what I'm saying is making, again, I didn't like take a screenshot. I didn't do anything like that, but it was like basically saying, what's the heart? Like there's for, coming from a non-believer. It was like, even if, there's no such thing. What would those people have to lose? Nothing. They would gain everything. Because they've lived their entire life believing and they're at peace and they have a relationship. Like and then and I was like, that's a very I was proud of that that person who was clearly like not a believer, but was not sure. oh yeah. Mocking believers. It was it was I don't remember the specifics, but it was in a way that was like they have nothing to lose and everything to gain from having that relationship. So why tear them down for that? Oh sure. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if there is, you know, like deep I mean, maybe not, but it would be curious to see if there was kind of a curiosity in that person. I'm sure it sounded like there was. Um I don't remember, like I said, this wasn't helpful to even really bring up because I don't remember any of the specifics, but I just remember thinking, like, that was a very open-minded and respectful, like, that because absolutely, rather than just saying, like, that, you know, because you get a lot of people that's like, that's stupid and that never happened and it's not real and, and I don't believe any of that. I do believe that all, you know, obviously, that's why I'm here. Um, sure, but the, sure. the idea of so what, like, they let and that's where I reached that point of at like my rock bottom where like, I have nothing left to lose at this point by opening my heart to Jesus. The only thing it could do from here on out is help. And it right. has, and I'm glad that I made that decision. So that that's, um, yeah, that's a big part of it is that there I'm advocating for, there is nothing, you have nothing to lose by putting your faith in, christ there's nothing to lose there's everything to gain right because he will show you if you ask you know if you ask because so i mean i was raised um i was raised lutheran and that's totally fine like there's nothing you know i'm not saying anything about that um but you know it's a lot different than how necessarily like things are now in my faith you know um and I remember just, you know, I think this was before, before I had my daughter Pearl. And I just kind of remember just being in like a really big funk, you know, just kind of like, you know, everything was all right. But like, I definitely was not like my faith journey was like not strong, you know. And I remember just having so much doubt, not that there was a God, I just was just feeling like, I don't know, feeling kind of low and just saying like 
okay, God, show me, like, come on, please, <laughs> please just show me, like, show me what I need because like, I'm, I'm just kind of like on the struggle bus. And I think this just shows God's character so well is that I, it was a YouTube video. It was this random YouTube video that I don't know, somehow popped up on my phone. I watched it and I, and it was just this, you know, this lady, she was not like someone that had like these, you know, giant, like, uh, following or anything like that. And she was just talking about the gospel, like the true gospel, you know, and I listened to it and it was just almost like, oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, that's right. You know, and it was just like this reminder and it was exactly what I needed at that time. And I remember talking to my dad about it and just saying, you know, I was just, I was feeling so lost. And then it was just this little thing, this, you know, to me, this silly video that I found and, but that sparked me to, you know, open up my Bible again and start reading. And he said, so, you, you know, do you think that that was just coincidence? And I was like, no, I don't. I think God was answering my prayer. Like definitely not in the way that I thought, like through this random YouTube video, but he was answering what I had asked for and he gave me what I needed. And sometimes I think about, you know, when I'm overthinking things, I think, can I just be more like my kids? Can I just have faith like my children? Because you always hear people say like, have, have faith like a child, you know, who just knows that Jesus, you know, like my kids, they know Jesus loves them. He loves them so much, you know, um, there's nothing that they can do that he will not forgive, you know, that, you know, I am wiped clean by the blood of Jesus. And if I can like get on board with that and I know that, you know, in my heart, in my soul, and I believe that, and I have my trust in him, like, man, that is so awesome. You know, like what he did for me, what he did for you, what he did for everybody. Like if I can like go to that, I think when I'm just feeling frightened or anxious, like, man, well, that doesn't that just take the edge off just a little bit, even just for a few minutes. <laughs> I, if you haven't ever heard a child pray, like where they're speaking directly from their heart, where they're not prompted, they're just speaking from their heart to God. If you've never heard that, if you've never witnessed that, it is one of the coolest things. Um, it's something that my, our oldest son, uh, Mason, he's six, um, just kind of hit the ground running with, with once we started going to church, like I started noticing, just listening to him pray and the things he would thank God for. And the thing, like, it's so pure and it's so granted, like, obviously children haven't lived long enough to experience enough of the world to know what a scary place it is or they haven't experienced most of them not all of them but haven't experienced a great enough amount of like tragedy and lot like all the scary things to really know like we know more about the world so you know it's it's a little bit it's easier for us to be more cynical and it's you know but if we could just forget about all of that and and in those moments and pretend like we really we, we are like a ch- in the sense that we don't know about how scary the world is and everything and just pray 
from our hearts. Like, I think everyone should just yes. stop and do that. Yes. I, I honestly think that like after having this, you know, whole conversation with you that might honestly, like that would be my advice for anyone that wants to know about faith is go talk to a child who loves Jesus and just listen to them for a few minutes, ask them to pray and like see Jesus through their eyes. And I think that's automatically just going to make you feel a little bit better. Right. They haven't lived long enough to be skeptical or have doubts. Like they don't understand that in a big enough way yet. And so their prayer, it just, it's so pure and it's so, it's, it's really an awesome thing. So that's, that's a solid piece of advice. Yeah. So try to be a little bit more like that, uh, you know, little, uh, little Mason and little Pearl, little Owen that love Jesus and all, you know, all these amazing kids, you know, gosh, these amazing kids that I see in our church every day who just, oh man, I mean, the teenagers, the middle schoolers, the, (laughs) the preschoolers, you know, all of them, like what a, just, I don't know what a, what a cool thing, you know? And, um, if it kind of like brings you back to your childhood a little bit, I think that's a good thing. Yes. The world is a scary place. Things are heavy. Life is heavy. I think we should take as many opportunities as we can to go back to that time where like you didn't have as many worries and you're just, you know, it's, we could all benefit. I don't know one person that couldn't benefit from something like that. Yes. Um, I also think there's something worth, worth mentioning too um so i agree with your dad 100 percent that that wasn't just coincidence that was god but it also goes to show in a in a day and age where uh, you know social media is so it just rules so many things and likes and follows and comments and all these things have so much weight whether i think they should or not i don't think they should but they do that's the society we live in this just goes to show you that even the the lady who made the YouTube video who didn't have a huge following, you don't need a huge following. You just need to go speak the truth, speak his word, spread his word. And all it takes is one person to hear it who needed to hear it. And then it sparks yeah. something and then it starts a whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it did that for me because sometimes and I mean it's the same thing with children sometimes talking to someone else that isn't necessarily close to you and just you know getting that reminder it's kind of just like something it's like oh yes yes and I mean and that's the same with this podcast I mean it you know at the end of the day it doesn't matter how many followers we have I mean are we so grateful for everyone that like listens to this yes of course we are and we thank you guys and it you know um I I mean it's really humbling to be honest with you but at the end of the day if it helps one person that's all that matters that's literally all that matters and if we're you know doing it for the glory of God that's 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 what matters at the end of the day you just snatched the words right out of my mouth. Oh, well, see, um, I know you too well. Well, you do. And that that's when I, like, 
think about this podcast or like pray over this podcast, that's what I'm praying for. That if anything that I say or that we say, even just one thing reaches one person and it sparks something that makes them stop and think about their relationship with God. If they have one, if they don't have one and they want one, or if they have one and they want to grow it, if, if anything that we say is like a tiny little light bulb for even just one person where they're like, huh, then that, then I've done it. I've done what I, what I want to do here. If it sparks that, if it lights that match or whatever to to kickstart something else to someone to examine their relationship with God and try to grow it. Absolutely. To me, that's the coolest thing. Yeah. And you just need, you know, the Bible talks about having faith, you know, as small as a mustard seed, you know, that's still faith. That is still faith. It can move mountains. It can move. Yep. That's right. And so I think, um, yeah, just, I mean, just to close us out, how, hmm. Do you have anything else that you want to tell the people, Rachel, at all? I'm just going to, I'm going to close with, I'm going to throw out one more Bible verse that I think it paints a powerful, like mental image for me, like a literal powerful mental image. It's Ephesians 6.16. Okay. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. I I literally just picture a giant shield in a person in a battlefield yes. and these flaming arrows are just like pinging off of it and the person under the shield is just completely untouched and it's just yeah. carnage and chaos and awfulness all around. But this person with this shield is safe. And yeah. I think that's such a powerful... I was reading that and I just pictured it literally. Yeah. It just felt so powerful. I thought that would be a good closing, a good closing statement to make. Just thinking of the world, you know, the craziness, the horrible things that happen in in the world that we live in and like thinking about that verse and thinking about like, yeah, things can happen. Things will happen, but like they can't take, you know, they it whatever can't take Jesus from us. They can take a lot, but they can't take Jesus from us. Amen. Well, thanks guys. And our next episode will be out next Thursday. And what is that virtue, Rachel? That what? is, if I had my notes in front of me, because I can never remember the order. That is marriage. She is a faithful wife. She loves her husband and is the bride of Christ. So we are going to dive into marriage, what it means to be a faithful wife and what it means to be a bride of Christ. All things marriage. Oh, I'm excited. I'm very excited about this next one. And then after that, just again, just a little sneak peek. Um, Our, I think our our motherhood will be after that. Yes. Part three is mothering. I won't, I won't say who's going to be on it yet, but we have a very special friend that's going to come on and help us with that episode. So just going to, I'm just going to let you guys just be wondering who that could be. And uh, yeah, we'll leave you on a little cliffhanger for the next couple weeks. It's, it's going to be a good one. These are all going to, I'm so excited for this year. I'm so excited to dive into all of this and just thank you everyone 
for listening. Um, just remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. That's so cheesy, but it's so true. Absolutely. We love you guys. Thank you so much.